Hey everyone, welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We are about to have some fun. I hope you're ready. Thank you for being here, and enjoy. What is going on, everyone? What is going on? I hope everybody here in the U.S. is coming off of a great weekend uh, celebrating Fourth of July or however you celebrated it. Um, But I have a guest that's coming all the way from across the pond uh, that is coming to have a conversation with you on this great Monday in July. Um, Y'all, we're here for another hot takes conversation where we're always seeking to be humble, open and transparent. Uh, And I have somebody who is poised, ready to show you what that looks like. Gavin, what is going on, sir? Hey, Lawrence, thank you so much for having me. Um, Humility is a value that I I, I live to, and uh, to the point that sometimes uh, it gets in the way of sales because I don't bang my own drum enough. But I really, <laughs> really, sincerely value the, uh, of humility because I see too many people that it's a lot of hot air and not a lot of substance. And I like to get the substance and deliver and be, yep. you know, and, and let, let the evidence and the results and the benefit on clients' businesses uh, do the talking. So I'm, yeah. I'm really honored to be here with you on your show. Yeah. And I, and I love that. Right. Because I think I think a lot of times uh, people like us who are practitioners, who are givers, who are servant leaders, you know, you see the old school humility of, ah, you know, I just I want to toot my own horn. But I come to understand humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. And I know that's something that you're really, really good at because you love what you do. And before we get into that, can you please share with people uh just a little bit about yourself, where you are in the world, and then we'll get rolling. Yeah, so I, I live in Wales in the UK, um, North Wales, um, on the coast. So um, I'm like two minutes away from the sea, and then sailing in the sea is a, is a big part of my world. So, you know, for example, Friday evening, at the end of the week, uh, with the kids, we were down on the beach, and we were paddleboarding, and we were swimming, and some friends, and we had a barbecue on the beach. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. I choose to live in a place of, you know, uh, stunning beauty near the Snowdonia National Park and the beautiful mountains and stunning coastline. Um, maybe just don't have the sunshine as much as we might like it. <laughs> I love that. And uh, I tell you what, you you live in one of those places that uh, me and my wife, we got to travel to. Um, just again, we we did a Mediterranean cruise as as our first trip um, in that in that area and part of the world uh, for our 10th anniversary. Man, I can't believe it's it's uh, been almost seven years since we took that trip. But we got to get back. We need some beautiful, beautiful places. So don't 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 be shy if uh, we fly oh, no, over there. Gavin, you, hey. You're more than welcome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Get you out of the water and uh, get you to experience oh. this this part of the world. Definitely. So yeah, uh, so I've already sort of suggested that a, a key. Yeah. I love the outdoors. Uh, I love yep. being out in the outdoors, whether that's on the water or 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 going for walks. I've got two young boys. You know, married with two young boys, and uh, they they equally uh, love the outdoors as well. So uh, as much as every opportunity I can get to take them out for a, in the fresh air, I do so. I love that. I love that. And and as a business strategist and, and, and a growth mentor, um, I always want to know when, when I bring a guest on, when you talk about sur- not just surviving, but thriving 
not only in the time of COVID, but but in beyond uh, these these hard times, how and why is this important to you? Uh, people who have their own businesses put their life, the sweat, blood and tears, or some people say sweat, blood and years into their business. And and sometimes they're not getting the results that they believe are proportionate to the amount of time that's put in. And they often need a little bit of a course correction. So, you know, in the book Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, I use quite a lot of sailing metaphors and this idea that I, I'm, I'm by your side. You're, you're at the wheel of your business. You're steering your business, you know, across the ocean, across the voyage. But at times, that that person by your side, I'm just giving a bit of course corrections because you've got a storm coming your way or you've got some you know, you know, a current or whatever that you might have to avoid, or there's just a better way of trimming the sails. And I've had over 25 years the privilege of working in thousands of businesses, both large corporate and, and high growth, small to medium sized businesses. And it's very it's now easy because for me, because I can see trends and patterns about the levers that I need to pull in order to help a business grow. So for business like I'll be working with one later this week, this very week. They're in survival mode. They they need a turnaround. They've got some challenges. And I will take them through the stages of what they need to do, to, whether it's around cash, whether it's around people, whether it's about the market, the product to market fit. Other businesses, like there's another business I'm working with right now, we, we're doubling the business in 12 months. Then we're going to be doubling it again the following 12 months, double the revenue. They had a basically sound business, but we I helped identify within the first sort of hour, there is a niche or a niche that is really pertinent for you in your sector right now. Let's put our all our efforts into that niche. And some of the sales guys say, gosh, that was crazy. You shouldn't do that. It's not worked before. And it's just gone. It's just gone massive. It's gone, it's gone fantastic. So I'm immediately, I said to the business owner, I said, he said, I need leads. I need leads. Get me leads. And I says, no, we'll get you leads. You need capacity on sales team. And that's the bit we're working on now. And it's like, it, like, like the, 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 the modern, the modern fighter jet has computer controlled flight surfaces that constantly have to be manipulated by the computer in order to keep it in the air. And you need that within running of a business to constantly tweaking different things. It might be your marketing. It might be your sales activity and conversions. It might be your cash position in your business. It might be the people and the development of those people. It might be recruitment. There's always something that you need to be working on in the business. And what I like to do is to take business owners, entrepreneurs who may be a bit overwhelmed by how much they have on the plate and put some structure behind what they do and help them to be able to see, right, let's work on this. Let's work on that. Let's work on the other and build strategy, build that strategy. And the final thing that kind of underpins all of it is the importance of mindset about what's possible. And the biggest difference in trajectory of the business that I can often make is shifting the thinking about what they believe is possible. You know, for example, this business that we're doubling in the year, I sat down with their, with their external accountant and he said, do you think that's possible? I don't think it's possible. It is possible. And this is the reason why. But what you need in a business is enough. You've got to have a plan, but you've got to be able to go. I'm going to go for that goal. I'm going to put a stake in the ground and we're going to all aim for that. And so many you get so many naysayers that actually part of part of my job is to shine the spotlight of brilliance on the team and the people in there and in, and the spotlight of possi possibility. So they then surprise themselves by how much they can achieve. 
I love that, Gavin. Yeah, and and it and I and people always think because because these shows like they think we script stuff, but I swear you are about to you teed up my my question. Particularly, you say it's something when we first met that I was like, I got to bring this back up. I got to bring this back up. And you talk about that mindset piece, right? Because there were some things, course correction, right? All those things. Because when when things seem to be going awry, people have this idea of all right baby out with the bath water. We just need to ditch it and we need to totally do things. But you say mindset is the difference between your mind shifting and you clicking a gear that says game on or game over. Yeah, And, sure. and so help people with that one. So in order for us to be at our best, for us to make rational, creative evaluations or decisions, we need to be able to access the cerebral cortex on the top of the brain. And we can have to be calm. We have to be in a calm state to be able to do that. Or psychologists would say you have to be regulated. Um, when things are, when we're in survival mode or in positions of uh, times of crisis, or we feel that things are uncertain or out of our control, as we've experienced over the last 12, 18 months, the fight or flight, the limbic portion of the brain kicks in. And that takes away your ability to access that cerebral, cerebral cortex and be able to process and evaluate and come up with plans and strategies. So one of my roles is to be able to calm people down when they're worried and take some of the, ground it into evidence and fact rather than um, false evidence appearing real as sometimes people say is the acronym that sits behind fear. So, right. What specifically are you concerned about? Where are the challenges? And let's address each one of those. So one simple thing that often is not done is a cash flow forecast in a business that's struggling or even a business that's growing. And people manage their businesses by the amount of cash in the bank. Stage one, um, a slightly better business will manage in, um, by virtue of a cash flow forecast. The next stage on is managing about profit and loss account and the next stage on is actually building balance sheet value over time but so many business owners particularly small business owners um aren't looking at the numbers of, of their business enough so therefore the situation might be worse than they're thinking or it could be better than the thinking so we get the facts first and then we deal with the problem then we each aspect of the problem step by step yeah. Oh my gosh. You, oh, you, it's so many questions to ask there, particularly, you know, you, the, there being stages to understanding cash flow and there being, and again, that cash flow forecast. And, and I know I'm, I'm guilty early on of being, and again, that false evidence appearing real, not wanting to look at my numbers because in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to spitball, like, ah, I didn't really sell anything last month. And, but it's just like, but what I did sell, actually month over month was actually a better month than any other month that I had ever did anything because of what I sold as yeah, a part yeah. of that month. And so now it's like, Ooh, I need to get more of that on the books. Um, and so just being aware of what's going on in your business is huge. And there's something that you really help people with because as early on, right, small business owners, again, for the first time, and, and we say in here in the U S what can constitute a small business. I have a government background. And so what I'm really categorizing is I'm a micro business. I'm not mm -hmm. a small business in accordance with the government because that's millions of dollars as a cash flow. But when you say to a business, you're in you're in survival mode, how do you get them to 
even shift their brains into, okay, we need to do some things to get this turned around. Um, within every single business, there's always something that they consider normal, that they consider ordinary, that is actually extraordinary. And they don't value it. You know, some would say you're sat on the top of a mountain of value. And I look for something that I, from an external pair of eyes, think, wow, that's brilliant. That's not usual. That's extraordinary. They take it for granted. And there is often a point of being able to say, look at that. That's that's an area of brilliance. Let's shine the spotlight on that. Let's, let's amplify that in your marketing or in your approach. For example, you know, when you're pitching your business, have you got, you know, a market dominating position or a unique selling point? Is that, if it's relevant from a market point of view, is that area of brilliance really identified uh, in your marketing? So, you know, one of the organizations, this organization that we're doubling and doubling again, I spent a morning with him working out where their new target niche was going to be and what made them different. And towards the end of the conversation, he said, oh, well, if somebody, he helps landlords sell properties, portfolios of properties, um, when, when they want to, di to divest of their property portfolio. And he said, oh, if they've got a tax bill that they need to pay and they're up against time in paying the tax bill, I pay their tax bill for them. And I went, whoa, that is brilliant. That's genius. Does your marketing talk about that? Uh, no. Oh, if they've got problems with the tenants, the landlord can't get the tenants out. We help solve that problem. We engage with the tenants. We build rapport with the tenants and we help you know the tenants move on. Well, does your marketing talk about that? That's amazing. No, it doesn't. So when business is in survival, my first job is to be able to say, look, you are better than you're giving yourself credit. Let's shine a, some spotlight and therefore imbue some hope and potential in you by the areas you're doing well. And you know what? I've seen enough evidence of in your business right now to say these are the things that we can build on. And this becomes a new platform for our, our growth going forward. I love that from a from a not even not just motivation, right? It's evidence based because you're you're yeah. getting curious as that strategist and as that growth mentor, that growth mentality. Not to say that you have this fixed thing, this fixed object, but you're now putting factual things in front of a, a client's face and saying, "Hey, are you? Did you? Did you know? Like this is you. I didn't make this up." And and I, and again, if I go back to to my journey up to this point, my wife was that person that'd be like, "Hey, did you did you check the bank account? Like we like you you sold some stuff. Like you why 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 are you thinking you need to pivot in it right now? Like let yourself get give yourself more data before before you make a hard shift or a pivot in it. And like you said earlier, it just may be course correction." It may be a little trimming of the sails and, and other thing. What, what were you going to jump in? Jump in. It's it's often never as bad as somebody uh, thinks or the activity required to get it back on course isn't as big a jump as they might think. Um, a, a friend who was a client, February 2019, um, I went in to help him and he um, was looking at £500,000 cash flow problem. And his business was 12 years old. He thought he was going to be, um, he thought he thought he was going to lose his business. And the first thing I did was build out the cash flow forecast with him and started to look at the pipeline and help build out that pipeline. 
And then I just did a very simple thing, which was to speak to the customer. You had one major customer and they got paid on a very big contract, but in four big payments. But his payments to his suppliers was consistently over a six month period because it was a big event they run. And I just aligned, spoke to customer, this big customer, spoke to the suppliers and aligned the timing of the payments, which also had a beneficial impact on the, the cash impact of paying VATs, a value added tax. And um, we sorted out the cash flow problem. I rang up, you know, the director of finance for the major customer and said, here's my challenge. Here's the problem. Here's how I propose to fix it. Are you able to work with us with that? To which he said, yeah, sure. Thank you for being so open. So um, that wasn't, it didn't require, you know, a rocket scientist PhD to be able to do that. It just required being humble. It required being open. It required me picking up a phone and dealing human being to human being and working out a, com a collective solution. But when somebody is staring down the barrel of a 500,000, in this case, pounds loss and cash flow hole, they go into that fight or flight. They go into that, oh, my goodness, my life's work is disappearing. No, it won't. We can turn it around. We can sort this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You So so you, you're hitting you're hitting a lot of people right between the eyes right now um, and in a great way. It's it's definitely in a great way, because, again, um, it, in coaching, one of the things that I that I love that I learned as a modality and a language is helping a client to challenge what they're telling themselves. Yeah. And and again, stopping that catastrophizing or or that that being that fortune teller um, in the, the negative direction. And so you begin to move in the direction of making it true in that direction. And so you're like, hey, 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 no, let come, 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 come back over here. Come back over here. Let's let's talk. Let's let's have an open transparent conversation about really where we are, challenge it, and then, okay, what's the reframe here? And I love that you do that because as we think about business and as a big overarching thought, you said there, there are five things to that that help a business scale. What are, what are, what are those five things? Yeah, so you've got to get systems right in a business. A business, uh, if you're going to grow it, you've got to have the systems right. So the first of the, the these five things conveniently spell the word scale. So the S is systems. Yeah, um, you've got to get that right in order to be able to scale. You know, um, McDonald's is renowned for its systems. You know, it's been a very, very successful franchise and its systems. Whether you go into a McDonald's in Manhattan. Um, or Moscow, you're going to get a very similar experience because of those systems. So that's the first thing. Cash is the second. Cash Growth is hungry on cash. And it's very easy to underestimate the amount of cash required to grow a business. And um, so cash flow forecasting, management, making sure you've got enough working capital in the business when you're growing fast so that you don't get into a position of overtrading is absolutely critical. Building your relationship with your bank and other funders is absolutely critical. Build, so active and really proactive cash planning, cash management is critical. A is advanced. It's about innovation. It's about we've constantly got to be innovating, moving forward our offer to the marketplace to make sure it's still a fit to the changing needs of the customers, it's still relevant and still it's being seen at the leading edge. So constant innovation, both in product offering, but in the way that we do things in the business. Elf of scale is around leadership and culture. You know, you, 
a business will often plateau. When a business often plateaus, one of the places that I will look first actually is around the caliber of the leadership team, the caliber of the owner. And I see a business that's plateauing. Quite often I find myself looking at businesses, one and a half million, two million in terms of revenue. And they've been at that level for three or four years. They have reached the limits of the capability or the thinking of the person at the top. And actually, if you can shift their thinking, but also their leadership capability that then flows into the culture, then you can kind of pass through that glass ceiling, that self-imposed, often subconsciously imposed glass ceiling and move on to the next phase of growth. And then finally, E is around effectiveness. You know, you've got to be personally effective in terms of your time and also your team has to be effective and productive. So I, I look when I'm scaling a business, I want to make sure I've got the systems in place that are fit for growth. I want to make sure the cash is right. I want to make sure we're innovating our offering. I want to make sure the leadership bits are right and a bit the effectiveness bits. So this business, for example, that I'm doubling and doubling again, um, working on all of those things simultaneously. Uh, and I, I just want I just want to for clarification sake, is that inside your book? Yes, that's inside the book. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that book up real quick. Yeah, so yeah, I'll throw the book the here. Book. Here we go. So, survive and thrive: how to secure, scale, and succeed in business. I um, love you know, it. Yeah. So, what, what I wanted to do is just to be able to put one place where you've got mindset, you've got strategy, and um, you, you you've got that model around scaling your business. I have a, this thing called a strategy compass, which really is my model around scaling and growing businesses. That's that's the thrive aspect to the business, and the the strategy compass you know, talks about purpose, it talks about mindset, it talks about uh, getting clarity of your outcome, then what's your strategy, then building the capability, that's the scale piece we just spoken about, and then finally action and accountability. Six key areas in order to thrive in business, to scale your business and, and, and get a sustainably good profitability as well. Golly, I, I love that. And uh, anybody who knows me, my my for, the former army officer and me just got all happy and, and, and gooey on the inside seeing an acronym. And then anytime we start getting down the roads of because everything you've been talking about up to this point, particularly around business, is being an effective leader and starting mm -hmm. with self. And the mm -hmm. fact that, you, you and again, you talk about leadership, that culture, but then they're building out that capability, which in turn builds and upgrades you from a capacity standpoint. Like a lot of businesses don't actually spend time there. And depending on the business, I you when you deal with that, that initial client in that early stages, I know for but like you're doing a lot of internal work with them. Just so I'm like, hey, we need to get you right before we can start thinking about all the rest of this stuff. And so I love that you you throw this in there and I love that you have it as an acronym because man that is a that is such a fresh way to hear somebody talk about scaling the business right because because more times than not scaling is all about growth it's all about these monetary things and it's just like no let's let's roll this thing back let's really have let's have some systems in place what is your cash doing are you innovating are you advancing what's your leadership capacity and then at the end of the day let's actually evaluate how effective everybody is right <laughs> like like around sure. everything and i love that i love that gap so we we could talk all day about this and about everything inside that book but i, I don't want to hoard you how can people get in contact with you while i scroll your your websites and all the rest of that 
how else can people get a hold of you work with yeah, you? yeah yeah so um thank you very much lauren so either go to survive and thrive.cc survive and thrive.cc and you'll find more about the book there and um, check out gavinpreston.com uh, around my services one of the things i love to do is i love to roll my sleeves up in a, a, and, and help a business with the implementation a lot of people will go in give them a strategy let them go off and run i i want to see the results in the business i want to see their fire coming being you know rekindled in the belly of the uh, of the business owner and i want to see you know the, the 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 ambition of the individuals in that business growing as well as their customers being better served so i i i spend time in the businesses with them getting projects going in the systems area or the finance area or the marketing area and i um, i i used i used to think um you know, we, we all as human beings have sometimes can talk ourselves down that I've become quite a generalist. But what it means is that I can talk up and down an organization, whether it be shareholders, investors, the board, down to the down to the janitor, and I can work and I can engage and I can get all aspects of a business working well. And then if I need to get a domain expert in a particular niche or niche area of, of knowledge, then we can bring those in. But it, for me, it's that it's like when a when a big ship comes into a, a, a port, they bring on a pilot to help them navigate the last few miles in the local who've got our local knowledge. And I'm there helping them with those course corrections through the growth of the business. So GavinPreston.com, uh, SurviveAndThrive.cc. Check out Gavin Preston on LinkedIn, um, or you can check out Gavin Preston Growth Strategies on Instagram or Gavin underscore Preston. Sorry, Gavin underscore Preston on Instagram and Gavin Preston Growth Strategies on Facebook. Love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, y'all need to connect with Gavin. Um, and again, as you just heard, this was a little snippet and I can only imagine what a one-on-one session, one-on-one session with him looks like. Um, probably jam packed energy, um, helping you not only survive, but thrive as a business owner. So Gavin, thank you so much for giving your time. Thank you for your having talent. Me. Yeah. And, and uh, y'all, this was another humble open and transparent conversation. And again, I love practitioners. So if you or someone you know out there uh, wants to get uh, another opportunity to talk about you, to talk about your business, to talk about all the good you're doing in the world, please direct message me so we can have one of these live conversations. Uh, I would love to host you, love to host you. So until next time, folks, continue to be well, be kind to each other. And again, actions over ideas always win. So keep it going. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe across our eight different podcast locations. Until next time, folks, continue to be humble, open, and transparent. Be good to people and actions over ideas always win. <laughs>